faces the Green Bay Packers that has the word eliminated next to their name. How about that? How about that? Didn't even think that the Packers are still trudging forward. Now with a uh, at least an updated percentage chance of getting to the postseason at 12%. But uh, yet another team that they face has the word eliminated next to their name. That is the Los Angeles Rams. They have been eliminated as the defending champion from uh, playoff contention for this year. So, uh, Which is weird history. Because uh, usually the team that wins the Super Bowl is back in the postseason the next year. Where the team that loses the Super Bowl is is not, historically speaking. They seem to falter and wither away and then have to go through a little bit of a, a process to try to get back there. It has a different um, a f- different feel to it, I guess. Whereas today you wake up and it's just the opposite. You've got uh, the L.A. Rams that have been eliminated. And uh, then you've got uh, Cincinnati, who is now atop their division, back at 10-4. and four, And they have won six straight. So the Packers need to win out. Seahawks need to lose one of their final three. The Commanders lose two of their final three. Or the Giants just lose out, whatever happens, and all of a sudden the Green Bay Packers find themselves in the postseason. The likelihood of that is now sitting at what they uh, expect to be 12%. 12% chance of that actually happening. Uh, could it all come crashing down on, uh, on, on Sunday, on Christmas Day? Maybe the Packers fans do not receive the gift that they are so holding their breath for. Who knows? We'll wait and see. But uh, what we do know is that the Packers live to fight another day. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number. If you want to give us a call, please feel free because the phone lines are open. You've got our uh, friends over there on Twitter that like to follow us. You can do so. At Bill underscore Michaels. Always encourage you to do so. I don't know what happened last night, but I gained like 150 followers. I don't know why. I don't know what happened, uh, but I woke up this morning, and I check it every now and then, and I kind of keep track because you always like to see what's trending, what's not, and then you can get caught up in things uh, such as being tagged in a bunch of stuff, and it just irritates the hell out of people, so they unfollow you because of the tags. So I try to watch that stuff. And uh, so last night, all of a sudden, there's an extra 150 along the way. So I don't know where that came from, but I'll take it. Uh, you can follow Ben Z. Kenny at Ben Z. Kenny over there on Twitter as well. Follow us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can also follow us on YouTube. And uh, appreciate it if you not only go to YouTube and watch the program, but if you can subscribe, that'd be perfect. But if you like things, that would be even better. We certainly appreciate it if you do that. That would be even better if you like some of the stuff that we do. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, that's over on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. Same thing over on Twitch TV. If you download the app, you got it on your phone, you can watch it. Watch the program anywhere. You can follow us on the, uh, the app, which is The Zone Madison, W-O-Z-N. Download the app. You'll see The Zone or W-O-Z-N. Just download it. You can take us anywhere and everywhere, right there in your pocket. And then, uh, obviously, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, and the website, thebillmichaels.com. There you have it. Ben Kenny, how you doing this morning? I'm good, Bill. I, I'm good. Did, yeah. you, did you get enough sleep coming back from I didn't Lambo? hardly get any. Uh, okay. We got back. It was snowing pretty bad last night. And I'm not really? saying like blizzard. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't like that. But it was one of those snows that's icy. It's not slushy. And it, it, was, uh, it was slow go coming home. Uh, yeah. I guess 
because uh, we get out of the, the studio, I want to say about 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. And then we got on the road, and then I came rolling into the house. I laid my head on the pillow this morning at about 4, about 4 this morning, and slept. And uh, and then Kristen was out and about early this morning, and I told her, I said, I'm going to set my alarm. <laughs> I always I always got great plans, you know? You know how you're always like, you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get my day going. I'm going to have my oatmeal and my coffee and whatever else it is in the world you do. Uh, and I had great plans and she called me this morning. I said, you know, Hey, give me a buzz. I'll be probably waking up seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock, you know, sleeping a little bit today. And she called me at eight. And I'm like, Oh God, no, no, this isn't good. So we talked for about five minutes. I went back to sleep for a little bit and then got up. So I was up about eight thirty. So, all right. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Not at good. least we've we all saw, been there. Yeah. At least we saw the most complete football game. Pretty much the Packers have played, right? There's no. We there's saw no probably the mo- this morning. No, but we saw probably the most complete football game of the weekend, right? We saw a, we saw a team that they they had a couple of turnovers. They faced some adversity. They defensively they played pretty well. Uh, I I still go back to they had that opportunity uh, late in the third, and all they had to do after they got the touchdown drive. All they had to do was kind of put their heel on the throat and just close it out, you know, just close it out. And uh, and they just they, they didn't do that. That was the one thing that was kind of like, ah, oh, God, you know, come on. You know, third quarter, uh, that's when uh, uh, right after that Aaron Jones seven-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers, he goes around the end, he goes into the end zone, it makes it 24-6. to six, And I thought, you know, you, you give the ball back to L.A. and if you can just defensively get off the field, Get off the field on third down and, and and go ahead and just put your heel on their throat and just end this because you can end it right now. You can end it going into the fourth quarter. And then they gave up that six-play, 70-yard drive in just a couple of minutes, and suddenly it's 24-12. to 12, And you could bite your nails a little bit, but you kind of felt like the game was pretty much in hand at that point. But they just they had that opportunity and just that's that that would have really capped it off for me because not only did they have t- they, they turned the ball over twice, Okay, they had the interception from Aaron Rodgers and then the turnover from Aaron Jones. Okay, so you faced adversity, you turned the ball over twice, and your defense still would have stood staunch. And they would have shut it down and said, not on my watch, 24-6, we're going to end this thing. That's the way this thing, or even hand the ball back to Aaron Rodgers and company, maybe they score again. As Rodgers said in the postgame presser, we could have scored 30. And he's right. And so you look at that and you think, that was the, the one flaw that you could look at and go, oof. But still, for the people that were harping on the defense last night, they gave up 12 points. They gave up 12 points. They put pressure on Baker Mayfield. They sacked him five times, you know, last night. They had him under pressure pretty much all night long. Not a bad day at the office overall for the Green Bay Packers. So you take it. You take it. They had uh, nine or ten. I think it was officially nine. But I think I counted. I put Because what I do is I'm sitting there, and every time they put pressure on a quarterback to where they have to step up and start moving quickly, I start – kind of charting, you know, putting the notches on the paper. Do they have real pressure or are they just stepping up into the pocket? And I had 11. So I, I was a little bit off, a little bit higher. I think I gave the Packers defense a couple of notches, but uh, nine was the official total quarterback hits and hurries. I had 11. But to, nevertheless, they still got to Baker Mayfield last night. So they went with a four-man rush. They went with a five-man rush. They mixed it up. They blitzed a little bit. There were some different things out of Joe Barry last night. Uh, now, granted, this is a team in L.A. that – is banged up. Uh, they were missing a ton of starters. 
Their best defensive player is not on the field. His season's pretty much done. So they got a lot going on. But still, the Packers overcame two turnovers. The bad throw by Aaron Rodgers. I don't care what you say. That was a bad throw. Uh, it wasn't a bad throw in the sense that he doesn't have an arm anymore. It was just he was trying to put it someplace that the receiver was not. He was wanting him to be somewhere. And I broke it down last night, and I'll do it again today. But Alan Lazard did what Alan Lazard was supposed to do. And I don't care what Roger says. What what you're taught is to sit in the zone. When you get to the open zone, they were playing zone coverage, backing off too high, and Alan Lazard found the open spot and was waving his arms like he was trying to flag down a cab in New York City. And he was there. And all Rodgers had to do was hit him. And instead, what happened was... Sorry, I was going to sneeze. And instead, what happened was... Just like in the game against Chicago when Randall Cobb was wide open and Rodgers threw it down the field and way overthrew him, same thing. He threw it down the field, and that got picked because he threw it into the coverage. So Lazard, had he kept going, he would have ran right into the coverage, and it would have been a contested pass to begin with, and all he would have been doing down there is pretty much breaking up the interception. Whereas where he stopped, he, had, he was wide open. All he had to do was getting the ball, and that was the Rodgers said, in the postgame press or something about, well, you know, I, I was thinking he was going downfield and I was going to throw it to him and throw him open down there. And he thought I was going to throw him open here. And, you know, he didn't say it was miscommunication because it really wasn't. Lazard could look at it and go, no, I did exactly what I was supposed to do. Aaron That's what they teach me. His balls very inflated. <laughs> wow. And his ego. How you doing? So anyway, ah, uh, that was it. So other than that, uh, they overcame a couple of turnovers. Defense played pretty well. Uh, I guess you wake up today, and I thought, you know, I wonder what the chances are now of them making the postseason. Did it go up to 15, 18, 20? What is it? And no, it went up uh, a percentage point, uh, depending on who does the percentage, you know, filing. Uh, but I saw 12 this morning. Ben, did you see different? I saw 12, yep. Did you see 12? Okay, yeah. I saw 12% chance. I think it was the same as it was when we were on air yesterday. Because they were prohibitive favorites to win last night. Okay. Right. Right. Yes. Yes, you are correct. Um, but now that it's happened and some things along the way have happened that uh, have made the Packers obviously uh, a little more conducive to getting to the post. I firmly believe. Now, this is uh, maybe you've got a different different thought on this, but I firmly believe. I, I, I really believe that uh, Seattle is going to take another loss. And they may take one this weekend uh, I, because they need Seattle to lose twice or, or to lose uh, one more. I believe they're going to lose this weekend. They're playing Kansas City in Kansas City. Uh, I, I believe they're going to lose this weekend. So I think that portion of it is going to take care of itself. Then you go to the Washington Commanders, and I, I look at Washington, and I Washington lead, needs to lose two of the next three. I believe Washington, they're playing on the road in San Francisco. I believe they're going to lose. Uh, they've got the Browns. And then that last game of the year, they play at home against the Cowboys. And the way Dak Prescott's playing right now, I don't know if they're going to lose that game. I think the likelihood is there that they lose that game. I don't know if they're going to be favored going into that contest or not. But I still think that there is going to be some jockeying for position and such. And the Cowboys are going to have something to play for. So the Cowboys aren't sitting anybody. And we know Washington's not going to be sending anybody because they got a win to get in. So I think they could still lose two games. Now, if you look at the Giants and the Giants side of things, uh, I believe the Giants uh, could lose two of their next three. They play the Vikings in Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium. 
Uh, they play the Eagles last game of the season, and uh, they play at Philadelphia. The fly in the ointment for the Giants is they play Indianapolis at Indianapolis, and Indy just got the bad news. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the former Badger, out for the rest of the season with an ankle injury. So his season comes to an end. So the run game has been stymied quite a bit. And I, I think the Colts, uh, for what we witnessed this past weekend, I, I really believe that the bubble and the, the balloon is out of air. The bubble has burst. And Jeff Saturday should not be anywhere near the sidelines as far as coaching goes after losing a 33-point lead to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, maybe his team really likes him and they play hard for him. Who knows? But after what we saw this past weekend, he should not be anywhere near a headset, much less the sidelines at this point coaching any football team so i gotta say that uh, while the giants could lose two of their next three they need to lose three so i think all of this could possibly happen for the packers and some kind of scenario is going to allow them to get in the question is can they win out and the likelihood of that is really stacked against them it was i saw that going into this weekend uh, this game is the likelihood of them winning is like 28 or 30% or something like that. And then it goes up to 50 and then it goes up to 65. I think that's totally erroneous. I really do. I think the likelihood of them winning this weekend is probably 20%. The likelihood of them beating Minnesota at Lambeau field is probably 30%. And the way that the way the lions are playing, I think the likelihood of them beating the Lions at Lambeau Field in that last game, especially if the Lions have a taste and a shot at getting to the postseason. Because the Lions have a, a similar scenario. And I believe that the Lions also are going to be playing for something. So that's not going to be the normal gimme at the end of the season that we become accustomed to when they face the Detroit Lions. So I, I think there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of consternation here as the Packers are going to face three really staunch opponents and the likelihood of them winning out, I think, is damn near nil. Here's the other side of that coin, though. Well, let's do this. I'm, I'm late for a break. When we come back, uh, there, there's there's another side to this, and I want to see if you agree with me, yes or no. Uh, hey, don't forget, coming up tomorrow night, going to be a Menominee Falls, DJ's goalpost, as uh, just before the storm starts to hit and the end of the world comes and the great white death grips you by the neck, picks you up, slams you down, pounces on your face and teabags you, we're going to be out at DJ's goalpost coming up tomorrow night uh, for the Bill Michael Subtle, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Hope to see you out there tomorrow night. Going to be a lot of fun. Just come on out before the great white death and enjoy yourself because it may be the last time you ever get a chance to go out of your home again. Say Stay tuned. We got more after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to keep the focus right in front of you. Certainly, if you look at the totality of it, all three teams are really good football teams. And so I don't want to get too far in front of ourselves and just want to be the best that we can be each and every day, each and every game. And that starts with Miami. There you go. Starts yeah, with Miami. I do. Now we're going to play three uh, better football teams, but uh, I do. Definitely. I do. I do. I do. That's what uh, today's tease was over on the Bud Light live stream. I do. I do. No, he's not getting married. Uh, he was asked, do you think he can win out? I do. I do. I do. Now, it's not an R-E-L-A-X or we're going to run the table, but yeah, I got faith. Sure, I'd say Aaron Rodgers, Warren Moon, right as far as pretty balls. There you have it. That was, uh, was that the Manning cast last night that that thing came on? Yeah, talking about Rodgers' balls. Okay. 
That's a, it got a little weird last night then, I guess. I was, it, you know, it's funny because when you're, um, when you're at the game and you're doing, you know, the, the game, you get a lot of that stuff where you, you don't get a chance to, uh, to watch it, see it, whatever, you know. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to, uh, to, to listen to the Manning cast last night. As a matter of fact, I completely forgot to DVR the thing last night because usually I do. Uh, when I get a chance to, and I, I completely forgot to last night, slipped my, uh, slipped my mind, but, uh, welcome back to the program. Now I'm going to give you the flip side of things. We went over the possibility and the unlikelihood of the Packers winning out because of the teams they're going to face. Uh, real quick, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake by Smokey's Bait Shop. And, uh, I saw a post, uh, from Ryan Gardner who, uh, runs the joint. And uh, he had talked about, you know, the weekend and the snow and the snowmageddon. If you live in that area, you, you know, most people over there, trench, you know, you know, trench out anyway. But maybe you're out there doing the sleds. Who knows? Up and down the street, come on by. They're still going to have the parking lots are going to be open. They're going to plow them. They're still come on in. Get yourself the giant pig pork or sandwich or maybe the pizza. They're going to do raffles and such. They've got tickets to games coming up. So no reason. If you're in the area and you're like, you know what? I'm going stir crazy. I got to get out of here because the uh, great white death has thrown me to the ground. Uh, you need to go over to uh, our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake. So here's, before I get to the phone calls, and I promise I'm going to get to you, Eric Baranchek coming up here at the bottom of the hour, we're going to go over the film. Um, so the Packers have a 12% chance of making it to the postseason. The likelihood of them beating Miami in Miami is, uh, I think it was like 28, 27%, something like that. It's in that area, whatever it happens to be. Who cares? Okay, they're five-and-a-half-point underdogs going into the game this coming Sunday. Uh, the likelihood of them turning around and coming back home and beating a, a team in the Minnesota Vikings, now they're now kings of the north. Give them credit. You know, kudos to them. And they're still going to be jockeying for position, you would assume. So they're going to bring it. And then you've got, at the last game of the season, it could still happen to where Detroit has life. Detroit could be fighting for that final spot with the Packers, if indeed all that happens. And so they would have to beat an up-and-coming Detroit team that is now, oh, by the way, 500. They have a better record than the Green Bay Packers do. So you look at this and you say, boy, the likelihood of that happening is nil. We can't unsee all of this. This team is hot garbage. That's what they were called today, by the way, hot garbage. This team all season long has been, quote, hot garbage. And I would not disagree with them. Bad coaching, bad football, turnovers, um, you know, trying to get guys that were rookies up to speed on their time and this and that, all the consternation, whatever. Okay, let's say they do it. Would you then not agree? Think about this now. Would you then not agree that the Green Bay Packers would be, short of maybe, say, Cincinnati, who has won now six straight, would the Green Bay Packers not be one of the hotter teams in football? And you think, well, who did they beat? Well, they beat a, a, a Buccaneers team, and, you know, the Buccaneers, they're a division winner just by default because that, that division is the worst in football. They beat the Bears twice. They barely beat Bailey Zappi. And their most quality win, you could say, would be against the Cowboys, right? Sure it would be. But if they beat the Dolphins and Tua in Miami, they beat the Vikings and uh, kind of avenge that early season embarrassment. And then they beat the Lions, who are above 500 or, or right around 500, could be a winning football team, and who beat them earlier this year. Would the Packers then not be a team, let me ask you this, worthy of the postseason 
for beating teams with records above 500, ending the season on a five-game win streak, and seemingly figuring it out? Would they that not? Because right now, do you think they deserve to be there? Hell no. But if they win out, would you not say, wait a minute, maybe there is some hope here. Maybe they are figuring it out. Think about that. I'm not, I'm not just going to, if they lose and, and so be it, they're done, then they're done. We know that. But if they win out, I'm not going to poo-poo them, right? Let's go to Ryan listening to us in Green Bay. Ryan, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good, how are you? Good, pal. What's up? Um, so with the, regarding to the, the seating and everything and how it's going to lay out, I don't think it comes down to the the Giants at all. I don't think there's any chance that they're going to lose all three of their games. I think the Commanders are going to fall out of the playoffs, and the Seahawks, like you said, are going to fall mm-hmm. fall at some point here. So I think it's 100% going to be if we went out, which that's a big if, uh, between the Lions and the Packers. And the, pa- the Lions are up two games on us right now, correct? So And we play them one more time. Right. So they have to either beat or they have to either lose to Carolina or the Bears. So I can maybe see them losing to Carolina. I think that's their best chance for the Packers to um, get in. But they, my question, I guess, comes down to the tiebreakers. So if we win out, we'll have a four and two division record. Isn't isn't the first tiebreaker division record? Um, well, first we'll be head-to-head, then I think division record or something to that effect, then there's percentage wins within common opponents or conference or some kind of – I haven't taken a look at all the tiebreakers. I just know that what was put in front of us was if the Packers win out and you've got either Washington or New York lose two of their ne- or three of their next four and Seattle loses two of their next four, the Packers are automatically in. Yep. Yeah, I – the thing that no one, I feel like no one's talking about is the the whole Lions thing because if they if they win their next two, they're even if we beat them the last game, they're going to still be one game ahead of us. And if we happen to lose, I think it all comes down to them. They have to lose to the Bears for us to have a chance to get in because then their division record will be worse than ours. After that, I think they mm. have every tiebreaker over us. Okay, I what the way I understand it, even if the Lions win out, except for losing to the Packers, then the and the Packers win out, and everything else happens, and the Packers would still go. I may be because wrong, but that's what that's what I was reading this morning. That, yep, because the best record we can end up with is nine and eight right now, right? Correct. And the best record the Lions would end up with, they are at seven and seven, so they'd be ten and seven. Even if they lost to us, they'd be nine and seven, or uh, yeah, nine and. Would that be nine and eight or ten and eight? Um, I have to go look at it. Or 10 yeah, and seven. I forget. Yeah, but I think it all comes down to the tiebreaker between the Lions and the Packers. So I just wanted to clarify that part. Okay. All right. Um, well, I I appreciate the phone call. I from everything I've read and everything that I watched this morning on Good Morning Football, I watched this morning on Get Up, and I've been listening to is if the Packers win out which means that would also mean beating the Lions. If the Packers win out, first of all, you're, you're going, um, if the Packers win out, that means they would have the same record as the Lions, and for whatever reason, the Packers would then own the tiebreaker. I'd have to go look at it. I'm gonna, I, Bill, I'll turn on the ESPN playoff machine, and I will have an answer shortly. Okay, yeah, let's, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it. But from everything that was posted, including uh, on NFL.com, was if the Packers win out, and either the Giants, and this was a week ago, either the Giants or the Commanders lose three of their next four, which is very plausible, 
and Seattle loses two of their next four, then the Packers would end up in the postseason. The Packers would end up in the postseason. But I got I, I don't know what the specific uh, you know tiebreaker and all that stuff is, but that's the way it's posed, and, and that's the way it right now is on NFL Network, uh, on NFL.com. So if the Packers win out the next three, uh, the Commanders lose two of their next three, or the Giants lose all three, and Seattle loses just one more. I know it's kind of making your head hurt, but the Packers would be the team that would then go to the postseason. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Got Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Dwayne's Cover It All, the best canvas and upholstery cover provider. State of Wisconsin, all you got to do is uh, see for yourself. Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. That is Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Or... All you got to do is uh, not only check out the website, but you can follow them on Facebook, the Facebook fan page. You can go there as well, and uh, you can uh, you can always you know just give them a shout, call them up there in Wausau, get your stuff up there. And it doesn't matter if you're a boat owner or if you are a uh, uh, say an office furniture owner. You got a canvas outside of your business. You want to get redone, whatever it happens to be. You can call them seven one five eight seven zero twenty one nineteen seven one five. Eight seven zero twenty one nineteen. That is Dwayne's D U A N E S. Dwayne's Cover It All dot com. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, and we are uh, glad you're with us today on a day after the Green Bay Packers on a Monday night contest ended up knocking off the uh, the Rams. Good to have you back, and uh, great to have you with us, and great to have uh, our good friend uh, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette here as well. And we'll give you the playoff scenario stuff when we come back. Basically, the way it looks is that if it comes down to all the scenarios playing out, and it's the Packers and the Lions in, in Week 18, then most likely the winner of that game is going to go to the postseason after checking all this, you know, stuff. But that being said, uh, the Packers have to get there first. Uh, Eric, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Uh, I'm doing great. Actually, uh, for being a night game, I feel pretty good. Got a lot of sleep. So good. Good. How about good. You? I'm okay. Got home. I guess I hit the pillow between 3.30 and 4, something like that. and. You know, after that, uh, you know, two hours of sleep. Good for you. Yeah, guy. You know, I I close my eyes enough to read the back of my eyelids, and I'm good to go. So I'm I'm fine with it today. Hey, uh, let, let's make let's that start. Long trek to the office. That's tough. It's brutal. Right. I know. I, oh, thank God. You know, thank God for that. It was a little. I mean, uh, when we left Green Bay last night, it was it was snowing pretty good. Uh, not that it was really going to have a lot of accumulation, but it was that that frosty, icy snow, and it was kind of slick when we were leaving there last night. So uh, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't where you were going to do, you know, 70 coming home. It was probably 40, 45 miles an hour pretty much coming down until you got to Sheboygan. And then after that, it was pretty, pretty easy cruising. So wasn't too bad. Um, let's start with uh, defense last night. Uh, give me your thoughts on how the defense played. Because I thought the only flaw was right after that Aaron Jones touchdown in the third quarter, 
when they went up and and they had them and you thought to yourself, boy, here you go. It's it's sitting there at twenty four to six. I thought, boy, get one stop here and uh, and you put the nail in them and they couldn't do it. They stole out a six play drive that led to a touchdown. But other than that, a pretty good night. Yeah, you know, let's face it, let's not let's not trumpet things too hard here. Uh, they were playing against probably the worst offensive line in the league. So, you know, that that definitely, uh, I mean, you know, they did what they needed to do or what was expected. You play the worst offensive line in the league, you should make sure that quarterback's going to be under duress, which he was all night long. I mean, there were very few times that he had an opportunity to just sit back there and unload the ball when he wanted to and how he wanted to. So, yeah, that that is what you were expecting to have happen, and it happened. I guess the biggest point from the defensive standpoint where, where I kind of, you know, you, you walk away with it feeling, as a Packer fan, pretty good is, um, you know, having Campbell back in the lineup really allows Quay Walker to be the athlete that they were looking for, you know, that at that position. If you look early in the season, he was a rookie and young and all that stuff, and then they threw him in the in – the, position to have to make the calls and line people up and be that quintessential, you know, middle linebacker. I mean, he really took away from his game. I mean, he struggled. Um, and then the first play of the game, you saw him miss a tackle. And then I thought, wow, this is, here we go again. You know, it's, it's the same old, same old, but, but they, you know, when he's allowed to just be a football player and just run around and make plays, He's pretty darn good, and he can, he's going to get better. And you saw some – at least I saw a lot of things um, that were that were impressive. You know, the first thing would be the, the play um, along the sidelines there was third and seven, and he'd be, he'd not, he got in front of that ball and uh, deflected the pass. And that you know, they're at the 15-yard line. So you get a first down there. Now it's a different ball game. They kick, they kick a field goal rather than, you know, going to the end zone. So that was – that was the first play that was like, okay, here we go. And then they had the sack, which was a, a milestone upon itself because he didn't have any, t- you know, when you're watching throughout the season, he had zero timing on his sacks and when he went or his, his blitzes, you know, and, and there's a fine line there when you're blitzing from that position. If you come too early, the offensive line sees you and you got to, then they, they shift a little bit and they pick him up, which happened a lot. Uh, in the beginning part of the season or middle part of the season as well. But now, last night you saw him have some timing there and be able to hold for just a second and then utilize his speed to be able to get through, the, get around the corner to make that big sack. So um, then, of course, he had to play in the, uh, the on the end zone there, which is a, was a big play. Um, you know, so I, when I'm looking at, at the, the play of the defense, having Campbell back is a big difference. And really, you know, allows Quay Walker to be Quay, you know, to be an athlete and run around. Um, but also I think you get a sure you get a sure tackling guy back in the middle part of the defense, which coming into this you know, going into Miami, they're gonna need that in a in a big, big way. The uh, last night you you saw the secondary. There were times and I know uh, people were taking pictures of it. I took a picture on a third and long where the coverage was really good. They ended up batting the ball down and getting to Baker Mayfield. The The coverage lined up three yards behind where the actual first down marker was. Uh, and then uh, they started to approach the line as the snap count became more evident. So uh, on one hand, I said, okay, on that specific play, I thought they played well, and they got off the field. On the next third down, it was a third and whatever it was, 14, 15, and they ended up playing third and 18. 
and they gave up the third. They gave up, I think, 16, 17 yards uh, for a first down. It's maddening when we see this continually happen. Now, uh, on one long third down play, they were playing man coverage, and the guy just got the best of them. There's not much you can do about that. But, I, you know, when when you're playing zone and you're playing that far off the ball, what the hell? I, I am, am I missing something here? Well, that's the, that's Joe Barry's scheme. I mean, there's there's a, a couple ways that you can do it. A, you, you sit back and, again, you're hoping for your pass rush to get there, uh, make the quarterback throw off the spot. Uh, and, or the other is to be, if you're going to cover and, and be really reliant on your coverage, you play a little bit up. And, you, and you're going to play, you know, bump, you know, you build bump and run, right? But at least be aggressive on the line of scrimmage and make them come off the make them come off the line, and you're redirecting them and all those kind of things. That that's not what he does. And that is his scheme, and that's the way you know, like in high school football, that's the way you play. You don't nothing over the top. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to give anybody six points over the top. You, you you know, catch it in front of you, and you tackle it, and hopefully it's in front of the sticks. And that's the part that's maddening. It's a part, you know, for, for even yourself or me watching the game that, you know, why aren't they playing more aggressive on the line of scrimmage and try to get those guys at least to knock them off. Um, but when you look at, look at the way the Rams play, they play the same way. That's basically the same defense that you have to, you know, except for they do their nickel a little bit differently. They pull a linebacker rather than a, a lineman. But that's Joe Barry's defense for almost to the T. And if you're going to play that way, that's a that is a legitimate way to play defense. However, you got to have pass rushers, and you got to have aggressiveness to the football when it's in the air. And that's the part that's maddening for me. Is there's not any redirection off the line of scrimmage, and B, when the ball's in the air, there's zero aggressiveness to the ball. They go and tackle the guy rather than go get the ball. Uh, let's go to the offensive side. What do you think of, first of all, the Aaron pass? Aaron Rodgers overthrows Alan Lazard. The ex- the explanation after the fact was he thought Lazard was going upfield. Lazard, what I thought, did exactly what he was supposed to do. He found the seam in the zone. He sat in it, waved his arms. He was wide open. Rodgers, for whatever reason, just figures uh, they've got some kind of uh, rule where if you got wide open territory, you take off and Rodgers hits you. But to me, he would have thrown into coverage, and ultimately he did. Give me your thoughts on the interception. I don't understand why he just put the ball on him. That doesn't make much sense to me. Um, right. I, I don't know. I, that's that's been our bugaboo, and uh, you know I've caught a lot of flack over the years talking with you about it. That the quarterback's just got to play football and run the scheme rather than uh, do what he wants to do. And every once in a while, in that play, kind of exemplifies it. Run the offense the way it's supposed to be run, the way it's designed, because it's good, it's sound. You got. You can run it with a backup quarterback. Um, however, when you get when you get the harebrained idea that this is the way we do it, and that's the way it's going to be, and this is what you're going to get, um, and I, it's sad, uh, quite frankly. Uh, but because he's a super talented guy, and I don't understand why. Just just buckle down, run the offense, hand the ball off, and you'll be fine. But that, again, you don't get to be a four-time MVP by you know, check down Charlie or doing all the safe throws and all that stuff. You do it by taking chances and winning them. Problem is, you know, they're not going their way this year. And, and we need, if they're going to try to win out, plays like that cannot be missed. Because you do that in Miami, and now it's six points the other way. 
Uh, talking with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. You can find him at Eric Baranchek one over there on Twitter. Now, I wanted to ask you, um, because last night, a lot of a lot of too high shells. Uh, they were basically saying uh, the Rams were, we're not going to allow Christian Watson to get behind us. And the offense seemed to, at least at times, struggle to be able to get the ball downfield. Is that the way you're going to play this team? Just say, look, Christian Watson's not going to beat us. Everybody else is going to beat us up front, and that's all there is to it. And you're going to have to give us, you know, death by a thousand cuts to beat us. And so I think it's less uh, about Christian Watson and more about Rodgers. Everybody knows when you're playing this guy, he is going to try and throw the ball over the top. That's what he does. That's how he got to be a four-time MVP. So he doesn't like too, too high co- uh, coverage. They don't run. They, the Packers never run four verticals unless it's going to be a Hail Mary at the end of the game. So we're going to sit in it and, and take our chances. And, you know, a good football team that has an offense that can perform, they, they might have got the Packers last night. But uh, when you look at, at, at it and how they do it, I mean, you're right. They did not. I watched it last night. They did not come out of that too high stinky uh, shell ever. I mean, it, they were, that's what they were going to do, and they're going to live and die by it. And, and if you're going to beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers probably in particular, that's the way to do it. Hey, uh, before I let you go, obviously the run game, uh, a big part of that, without A.J. Dillon in Miami because it's a short week. He goes into the locker room with concussion symptoms last night. We haven't heard as of yet what uh, you know what what the likelihood of him coming. Now he did jog, which is a good sign because if you're you know you're out, you're woozy, whatever. Usually they're taking you back on a cart or you're walking very slowly. He jogged off the field, but without AJ Dillon, how 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 hurt is this offense now that he's just starting to get lab- lathered up? Uh, going down there in the heat, I don't think so. I don't think that's as big of a deal as it is if they were playing up here or you know somewhere in a colder climate. Um, I, I don't. I don't think so. Because I think, you know, uh, Patrick Taylor is going to be fine to be able to take some of the load off of uh, Jones. Um, that that doesn't. Um, for me and my peace of mind, I, I don't see that as an issue. What I would, if they're going to beat Miami, is they're going to be have to be able to convert uh, on third down, and it's going to they're going to, and hopefully they can get a couple yards on first and second down. So it's third and five, and then they got a, there's a gentleman there by the name of uh, Tanyan that could use a few balls thrown his way. Uh, at the sticks and allow him to uh, to to take it um, and just get those five six seven yard passes and maybe turns them into ten. But it's going to be really important to to utilize him in this situation. If you know, because when you got if it's third and five, you know a lot of times you can throw that to Dylan on the outside and he'll break a tackle. Well, they don't. I don't think they have a guy unless thirty three can make a miss. So um, my game plan would be to hit Tunyon a little bit more and get him in the game because. Because without Dylan, you got to find another way to hit that intermediate part in the field, and, and that's the guy. Eric, good stuff as always, bud. We'll talk again on Monday, okay? All right. Enjoy. Thank you. You too, pal. Have a great Christmas. There you go. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes and breaking it down. He's right. You know, he's right. It's um, a lot of stuff there to kind of chew on, so I don't, I don't want to go too long because we're up against the break. But uh, he's right on a lot of uh, a lot of platforms there. So let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers beat the Rams 24-12 on Monday Night Football. Romeo Dobbs led the team in receptions with five catches for 55 yards and was asked if the team can win three more. 
I mean, the potential is there. It's just up to us, you know. If anything happens outside of what we are supposed to do, um, that's just shooting ourselves in the foot. But, I mean, again, on to the next phase, just ready to grind again. Rome, how did it feel for you to be out there tonight? It felt great. thought it was great timing on when I was supposed to come back. You know, got a team win. On to the next. Running back Aaron Jones rushed for 90 yards on 17 carries. I was asked how his fellow running back, A.J. Dillon, helped him. Uh, huge, huge. Uh, you know, we were able to run the ball, get that established, and we giving each other breathers but still keeping it going uh, is a huge part of it, you know, and that's something that we look to look to do, be the spark on, on the offense. The Rams fall to 5-9, and nine, having lost seven of their last eight games. Head coach Sean McVay. I thought our guys battled. I thought there was, uh, you know, some real positives, but there was also a handful of instances where we didn't capitalize on some opportunities that we did have. Uh, took a couple negatives on some chances where we had some, you know, shots down the field versus some favorable looks, but... Um, you know, we didn't get it done. We'll continue to uh, look inward and, and move forward and, and be ready to go against the Broncos. Green Bay has now won four of their last six games and head to Miami to play the Dolphins. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I said it earlier, I think we can beat anybody. We can also lose to anybody. But when you win a couple in a row, it starts to give you some confidence. Now we're playing against some better football teams down the stretch that we can go to Miami and win. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Friends at Skipper Buds, they want me to remind you they have pontoons in stock. Beautiful pontoons in stock. They've got a, uh, a trade-in that just came in as well that's uh, that's beautiful. A barely used recent trade uh, for a ton less than comparable replacements in its luxury, like new, 2021 Barletta, the L25Q triple tube. And a beautiful, beautiful boat. So if you're looking for pontoons, might be a good deal. If you want to go out and get one now, they're trying to make room for the 2023s. They've also got some ski boats on sale, on sale Mastercraft, the X24. They have one of those out there as well. They've got some jet boats out there from Yamaha. All kinds of good stuff from our friends at Skipper Buds out in Pewaukee. You can follow them on Facebook. Go to Skipper Buds, uh, parentheses, Pewaukee. Or just uh, head out there yourself. Ask for Todd. Ask for Todd. He's the GM out there. Say, Todd, Bill Michael sent me. We're looking to make a deal on some of these boats or a boat that you have. We'd like to uh, We'd like to talk. See what he says. I guarantee he's going to make you a deal. Good stuff from our friends at Skipper Buds. Coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk about the positives that came out of last night. The positives that came out of last night. And um, the reason why is basically this. Because today we talked about the possibility of the Green Bay Packers and getting to the postseason. And we gave you the playoff scenarios. Okay? And, oh, my God, it's like we're telling you the, 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 the world is flat, not round, and that the sun is really a lie. It, people just going nuts. Just the, the, um, the, the sheer amount of negativity. The sheer amount of negativity. So what I'm going to say is give me positives that you have seen. Give me growth that you have seen. Give me things that could make you a believer when it comes to this team. Look at some positives. I can tell you the negative. You and I can all sit down and pick the hell out of this thing. That's what people love to do. But one of the hardest things to do is go, yeah, this is pretty good, because you're afraid of ridicule. You're afraid that people are going to tell you you're an idiot. Give me the positives regarding the Packers and moving forward. That's what I'm going to look for today. At least try to. I'm going to try to keep some of the negativity out. A lot of you are negative. 
A lot of you are just like, nah, no way. After after we can finally stop this talk after after Sunday when they get beat, I'm done with it. I told you so. It's easy to say I told you so. It's easy. And it's easy to do it after the fact. And it's easy to do it when the percentages are like at 12%. They're not going to win it. And I did it two, three weeks ago. I've, I've admitted that. That's easy. But what I am saying is, much like Roger said last night, and if the team continues to progress, Rodgers plays well, whatever, you can look at certain things and say, maybe they got a shot. Who knows? But I'm going to look for a couple of positive things. Okay? I'll look for a couple of positive things. Hang in there. Hang in there. We got more. Got three more hours yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. At Forgotten Fire Winery, ask for it by name. Now it is the season to go Forgotten Fire. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. And ask for it by name at your local grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores. There you go. ForgottenFireWinery.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. <coughs> 